Okay, hello, 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 Tyler Bryden here. I hope everything is going well. I'm recording this on the last day of 2022. I've put together a little series of videos, uh, sort of wrapping up. I like to do this a little bit of a reflection. I've got goals for 2023. That's what I'm going to be talking about today. If you didn't check it out, I also did uh, a what I'm grateful post here. I'm scrolling all over that place. And also some predictions for 2023. So I made some, you know, some articles about those, some videos if you're interested in that. But what I wanted to jump in specifically today was uh, my goals for 2023. And I've talked about this a little bit before, but I have this Google Sheet, which I think is super interesting. Uh, and it helped me sort of set goals in a more structured way that are very sort of concrete. And you, you know when you've done it right, you know when you failed. Um, and so it has sort of, and I'm not sharing it directly on the screen, but basically has sort of uh, the goal, the deadline, um, the percentage of that is accomplished, the days to the, uh, so then it's cool. It sees also your, um, the days to the deadline of when you set that date and then what age you're going to be at it. And then there's a priority level too. So, um, you know, if I look and I say, Hey, I have this year ahead of me. Um, I have 10 goals, but these three specifically are highest priority. I can make that, um, assessment and maybe switch on the fly or prioritize and deprioritize because, uh, maybe that was too much to take on. And so, um, in this video I used, uh, or for this video, for this article, I used that Google sheet filtered by 2023. And, uh, I said, here's what goals that I, you know, in a previous iteration said that I wanted to accomplish. I also made some iterations on those goals as I was putting together, uh, this article. And, uh, in my, you know, grateful post, I talked about some goals that I had achieved that I was, you know, unsurprisingly grateful for. Uh, in this case, what I'm doing is um, sharing these goals public goals publicly. It's revealing. It's you know it feels vulnerable. It feels like there could be possibility of shame if I don't accomplish these goals. And then there's some really interesting research around why you shouldn't share your goals publicly. And I'm always you know I've relatively been this sort of transparent person. Uh, but, uh, you know, I heard this before and I wanted to do a little bit of a deeper dive. So I actually put this in the article and the main gist is like, yeah, you get premature pr praise when you share your goals. So that makes you less likely to follow through. You also get this sort of, yeah, like dopamine rush. And so you can sort of relax. You think, Hey, I've at least shared my goals. That's something that's pretty impressive itself in its own right. And, uh, one of the other interesting notes was about the sort of, um, idea of like, you share goals publicly because it puts in accountability. Um, but in most cases, say me doing this article, me doing this video, sharing these goals, maybe, you know, you watch this and I really appreciate you if you do watch this or you read this, but there's not that much of a threat of failing to follow through. And so, um, you know, what they talk about in the article, and I've got all these linked here for you, you can, you can check them out, is that fear is what drives accountability and fear often comes from uh, a painful consequence uh, if you do not achieve that goal. And maybe that's some sort of financial setback or personal setback, or maybe it's just shame and embarrassment. But that's a sort of crucial part of the recipe um, in making sure uh, that uh, you actually achieve goals. Uh, so I'm thinking about that. I think about how I can punish myself, how I can make more fear uh, and build them into these goals. And I think overall, I'm trying to come from uh, a point of okay, well, I'm sharing these goals publicly. I'm almost going against this advice, but at least I have the awareness and I spent time assessing why um, this may be detrimental and then how I can then counteract it. Um, 
Trello shared another a couple uh, pieces on this. I think they were super interesting about why you should why you should not share goals publicly. So possibility of negative feedback. Generally, negative feedback doesn't dissuade me too much. Uh, and I think generally, if you set goals and a couple people giving you feedback dissuades you, maybe that wasn't the right goal to begin with, or you sort of need to re- reassess your motivation and why you're trying to accomplish it. Fear of competition. That was sort of another interesting insight. If you, you know, give some feedback and someone says, "Hey, there's already X doing this," or you know, blah blah blah, uh, you uh, might just say, "Ah, well, I guess I should quit and not do this goal." And so there's that um, uh, piece, and then there's this idea of, and I think they elaborate a little bit more on it in this great article. But personal versus sort of process. Um, uh, if I can find it, uh, person person. Let's be smarter about this, Tyler. Could decrease. So this idea of like related to the individual. So feedback related to the individual instead of the actual method um, taking. And uh, so super interesting. Check out that article if you're interested in what Psychology Today recommended. And uh, I linked this as well too. Is instead of just setting general goals, um, you know, they do recommend to keep goals private, um, but to set implementation goals instead of those sort of overarching ones. And so. I actually took that to heart. And while I have these overworking goals, I put an implementation layer uh, into it. And I also put a blockers um, uh, layer into these goals so that I could say, okay, here's what I need to do to implement these. And these are the actual sort of action items or tasks that I need to do to achieve this overarching goal. And here's the possible blockers that will emerge in this period. And I think there's constant iteration. There's learning that will go on from this, but I think it's super, uh, you know, important to think about a couple other last things they sort of said about this is set monthly progress updates. You could probably even do more regular than that, but that's a good one. Quarterly is also really nice. And then convert distracting events, things that could distract you into cues to help you sort of refocus and stay on target. And obviously I'm doing this as a sort of goal setting exercise for myself, but I'm hoping that this creates value for you and in your own um, sort of journey and in your own goal setting that maybe some method uh, emerges from this, you know, chaotic life and madness that is myself. But, you know, I'm always on the search for best way, better ways to do this. And maybe there are some insights to help you set your goals and achieve those goals. And that's hey, my goal here today. Wow. Loop. Uh, the part that I also wanted to touch on is this idea of manifesting. And, you know, people, we can talk about the woo-woo, we can talk about all of that stuff. Um, but, um I do believe that there is this uh, energy flow in the universe that when you put something out there, and maybe it's not even as uh, sort of uh, you know abstract as that. It's like you put this out there, maybe someone who has um, capacity to help you reads it and says, wow, um, I'd like to help. Or, And then there's the more like, energy version, which is like yeah, you put it out there, the universe seems to take that energy and then send it and share it around in some way it can come back. And I've seen that happen many, many times in life. Often it's not in the exact timeline. You're a little bit impatient. You want to accomplish those goals quicker than, uh, you know, than they might actually happen. But I, I do believe in that force. I believe in that power and that power that I believe in overwrites, I think some of the um, you know, uh, risks associated with sharing goals publicly and the lack of motivation. I think it's up to me to be motivated and to make sure I'm selecting the right goals. And if I do that, then those challenges aren't going to uh, emerge in the same way. Um, I will say it's, it is scary to do this. It can lead to embarrassment. Uh, but I think J. Cole says this beautifully. It's like uh, to aim high, you know, aim high. If you land low, at least you aimed high and you're probably 
higher up than if you never aimed at all. So I think that's something really beautiful. I wanted to touch on one thing uh, from the manifestation layer too, which was um, Jack Harlow uh, is making that song Dua Lipa. Apparently now they're dating. I know this is very uh, material uh, things, but I think that if that's true, man, that's manifestation. And I think that's sort of a hilarious uh, example of doing that. And we've seen that over and over again with artists sort of manifesting things through music or art. And, um, you know, it's such a strong force. I think it's um, hard to ignore. Quick disclaimer, there are some things that I'm not sharing. I think these are just personal things that um, if, if you knew what what they were, then you would also be like, yeah, you probably shouldn't share that. They're, you know, I think in the future possible to share, but for now I'm not, uh, not sharing them. So I'm starting with, okay, I'm starting with personal, uh, goals. I realize these are not in order of priority. Um, so that's just the way they are. And I just split it into sort of personal and then uh, professional goals. And that's probably even maybe too, um, you know, limited of a scope. I think you should add, there's other ways to tackle this and they're sort of spiritual, um, but, um, and other sort of layers that you can bring. But for me, one of the big ones is 10,000 subscribers by the end of 2023. I actually originally started with, um, the goal of YouTube monetization, but that was a goal in 2022. I failed to reach that goal, but I got close. I got 3000 views, 700 subscribers, about two thirds there over two thirds of the goal um, achieved. And so if I think that I put that as a goal in 2023, and I think this is something to ask yourself is like, is this really that, is this an ambitious enough goal where there is some sort of fear of failing? Because if I look at the trends and the data, I should accomplish this as long as I continue to creating. And so that's sort of the first milestone. That milestone is YouTube monetization, 1,000 subscribers, 4,000 hours of watch content, and no active community strikes. And... Um, I think that that should happen in early to mid 2022 if I keep creating good content. Hopefully this is part, uh, part of that. However, so far in these series uh, and sort of these uh, grateful predictions, uh, less sort of content. And it's really, it's not optimized for search for anything, but I still think they're valuable videos and it's a great way to build relationships with you. And I mean, that's what I'm doing here. I'm not just all optimizing for search and traffic uh, kind of thing. So um, I got a lot of work to do. Now, one thing I hate, uh, I'm using Elementor on my uh, site here and it breaks out my bullet points. These were beautiful bullet points with spacing and everything, but I sort of talked about this implementation layer. And so a big drive of that is to improve video quality. I'm not going to touch on anything. Otherwise this video would be, you know, every, this is, I'm already at 10 minutes. So I gotta be careful here, uh, is, uh, um, improving video quality. So with that sound camera, the background, green screen, white screen, black screen, uh, there's, I think there's some things that I can do there. It's writing a script before filming, getting a video editor, intro and outro graphics clips for TikTok, which TikTok I have some reservations about, but can still drive sort of, uh, you know, some huge growth and adoption of your content and then better banners, titles, descriptions, all of that good stuff. The blocker, and that's it. And this is sort of laying this out. I think, it, it, you know, trying to be the, do the best of this is I'm going to India at the start of the year could disrupt filming, but I could also utilize that successfully. I could run out of ideas and inspiration to continue creating. I could uh, do content that gives me copyright strikes or content bans. I've had one little uh, warning here already, and that was an accident. Uh, uh, and then poor research and decision making around content. So I could just make bad content. Um, which is ideally not what's going to happen. And the stretch goal, this was interesting. I didn't do this for, I don't think any of the other ones really, but was like 100,000 subscribers by the end of 2023. 
I need to get some love from the algorithms. I need to do a lot of these things that I talked about from the implementation layer to make that happen. But, uh, you know, I've seen a, a great friend and creator, Nicole Conan, check her out if you want to, especially on TikTok, awesome videos of her like chopping wood, uh, and, you know, making some real cool stuff during that. And she's just shot up in the popularity because of those videos. And so I think improbable that stretch goal, but possibly feasible. Um, a couple, uh, you know, as I move on, that was, that's the YouTube layer. Um, the invest 10% of earnings each month. And I think this is something that you know, many of us are recommended and strive to. I actually don't know exactly how I ended up on the 10%, but uh, I'm not doing a good enough job of it. I've got money for the first time in my life and I want to use that money in the right way. Uh, you know, if, if you don't have any money, that's a problem. And then you have money. And then that's also a problem because you're not really sure what to do with it. And you're trying to maximize the, the, the utility of that cash. And then it's a super interesting environment that we're in right now. So for me to do this, I need to get a financial advisor that I can trust and actually is willing to work with me and need to make an actionable plan. That's sort of bullshit terms, but that's true. And I think a big part is, is once I make the commitment to that plan, the autopilot so that it automatically happens each month. So I'm not manually doing it, creating a friction point is super important to do that. And so I think any one of us who are, you know, hoping to go down this investment path, and it was obviously a tumultuous year in 2022, but maybe 2023 is a good opportunity. And how can we set that on autopilot? you know, average down as we put those investments in and where should we put our money? So I could get, you know, I could just not proceed. I could get overwhelmed with data and just decision paralysis, likely. Uh, in some cases, that's what I'm very good at doing. Um, but uh, I hope that I can persevere through that and come back to you with some results um, from next year. So a couple uh, other things on this sort of sort of personal finance side, 10,000 Canadian a month after taxes. Some people would say this isn't ambitious enough. I like the after taxes part. I think that's an important part of this um, because taxes are huge in, in Canada here. And I've achieved this in multiple times uh, in my life. I don't even exactly know where I am right now because I, I sort of toggle up and down depending on where we are with Speak AI. But um, I, I'm predicting a close achievement of this goal, but possibly not surpassing it. So certain events are going to have to configure to make this happen. And um, I've got some work to do uh, to, uh, to to do it. And and so from the implementation layer, we'll see some of these repeated. So I'm not going to touch on on all of them. I'd like to make more sales. That's BKI. That's definitely works. Successfully raise investment. That's BKI. And I'll talk about that a little bit professionally. Diversify income. So I think all of us here who want to make more money, we need to diversify how we make money. So I'm obviously, you know, working as a owner of the business at SpeakAI. I do some sort of consulting and marketing work um, to generate revenue and try to do it in, in you know, the right avenues. And then I'm also looking at real estate, other investments, um, and how can I do this? And so, um, in overall, I also need to optimize how I use that capital and the way that I um, interact with it so that my tax profile is as you know optimal as possible. And I think that's something that we all um, try to do. So if I'm unable to raise funding, reduce expenses, drive sales and reach like break even or profitability with Speak AI, that runway will decrease. And so I could end up in a situation where I need to reduce my own salary. And then there's this interesting conflict that could emerge where I have this personal goal and then I have this professional goal with Speak. And those could start to conflict directly with each other. And so that's when prioritization really starts to happen. And that's when, you know, tough decisions are often uh, made. And so that's something that can possibly emerge here in 2023 and uh, something I'm not fully prepared to deal with yet. So as it gets closer and hopefully it doesn't get closer, um, that um, I'm going to have to figure out um, 
A couple other sort of layers on the personal one is make $1,000 from affiliate sales. This is a goal that as I'm creating content, I'm trying to figure out. I've got an affiliate program at Speak AI. I'm sort of discounting that in this regards. I'm looking more at sort of my personal YouTube channel that I'm doing here, that I'm creating this video and watching. And also like driving affiliate revenue from like Amazon, web hosting, other software platforms that I can do. And so there's an implementation layer here is signing up for good affiliate programs, inserting links throughout the content, doing product reviews, creating high quality content, and then just increasing that audience size. Because you need to create high quality content that audiences will then use to purchase uh, you know, to recommendations. And I think also there's a way to like create a web page for every product that I sort of buy, say on Amazon. If I bought that product, I believe in it. I did the research. I spent way too much time researching. So maybe I should do that and then add the affiliate link. Now, the one thing that I would say is that you can screw up with poor affiliate programs, but more it's about, it's not pumping your content full of affiliate recommendations and tarnishing your reputation, your content quality is something that I've seen many people do. Unfortunately, something that I don't want to do. And especially in this early stage, um, it doesn't really make sense. It's not the ideal thing that I want. So, uh, on this goal here, Talking about increasing net worth, um, at one point this was that I, you know, sort of striving for a positive net worth. I'm, I have this indecisive uh, solution or like sort of resolve of where I am on this. So positive net worth overall with no sort of personal liabilities, but I also have a mortgage, which is a substantial mortgage, and then also um, a lease on a vehicle. And so those are payments. There's other payments that I'm responsible for, but some would say, hey, your mortgage, your house is an appreciating asset. Don't count that in that. But when there is a mortgage on that, that's debt. That is something to uh, think about. And, you know, considering the housing market, the interest rate environment right now, that is actually sort of a concern. And so, um, you know, we do have this belief that considering the location, the quality of the house, the immigration that's happening in Canada, that if we hold on this property for long enough, it will appreciate and pay off. But um, that isn't as certain as a belief that was maybe held at the start of um, 2022 or maybe the end of 2021. Um, and I, I sort of talk about uh, implementation layer and this. Um, you just like, I think in the end, it's like remove expenses. You don't invest in assets that appreciate. Don't lose money on your investments take a salary that covers all expenses and leave room for that investment and then diversify the income um, streams um, there too. I think in the end, it's just like make more money than you spend. Uh, and this goal, uh, sort of making 200,000 Canadian personal income sort of aligns with that uh, after tax piece. Um, and again, a little bit of conflict here between personal and professional. And just as you know, for your reference, it's like when you're in the stage of the company that I'm in, it doesn't necessarily make sense to draw that much of a salary out of your business. Um, a lot of, you know, found or sort of investors would say, don't do that. But as a founder, you have responsibilities. You're trying to pay for your mortgage. You're trying to build a family. You're trying to make investments. So you're, there's this dichotomy and sort of conflict and tension um, in that. And so again, depending on how we execute with Speak AI, there could be a conflict within that personal goal here of income versus the um, reality of what can be done through Speak AI. And in that case, diversified income streams need to be done. Investment needs to be raised. Um, and there may be other, yeah, other ways that revenue needs to be uh, generated. So I'm at uh, this, I'm sort of switching gears a little bit. This is still personal, but uh, Hindi uh, uh, fluency is something that I want to increase. I don't know what percentage I want to be fluent, so I don't have that clarity on it, but I've been using Duolingo 100 days today. Uh, super excited about that. Um, I feel like my grasp of the language, the structure of sentences, the ability to pick up words and phrases from you know conversations has improved. Um, but I got a long way to go. And as soon as I talk to someone who's actually speaking Hindi, I black out, forget everything. So 
I got some work to do, but the goal is to keep my Duolingo streak alive when I'm in India to just immerse myself in Hindi, practice as much as I can with Monica, use Google Translate, which is an amazing tool. And then I think one thing that happens when you're trying to learn a language is you're like scared to say things because you feel like you're not pronouncing it right or you're miss, you know, you're not doing right. And that fear blocks you from learning. And I've had that discussion with a couple other people, one friend who just moved to Germany. And so, um, I need to commit and I need to try and I need to not be embarrassed and maybe I'm pronouncing things wrong. You need, if you can try, then that's better than not trying, um, at all. So I'm at 19 minutes already. Oh my God. Fitness and well-being goals. Let's do it. Uh, 15% body fat. I'm fat right now. I'm sitting between like 22% and 26% of leaning on that higher end after Christmas. So, I mean, from the implementation layer, and I uh, have sort of these all grouped together. First of all, I need to do some of these measurements up front so that I know exactly where I'm at and then have a process to be able to measure and make, you know, see that difference. So there's the 15% body fat, 30-inch stomach width, and then um, 195 in terms of weight. That's sort of my ideal weight profile that takes me back to my hockey day cut lean strong and I think is healthy for me so to do that then I've set up this implementation layer because that's a great goal to have but if you don't have the tactile ways to achieve it then you're just setting up goals that you're not gonna uh, achieve and so I need to run three kilometers at least three times per week I'm doing that uh, I have been doing that I had a little toe incident but that's now gone um, heavy weights I think is a super important part of this so three times per week for that so um um, that means that I need to actually drive to a real gym where I can do squats, I can do good bench press, and just instead of just sort of the small weights that I have to house, really focusing on those heavy weights. Um, that's a super part, important part of getting to the muscle density that I also want, which maybe should be a goal. I'm pretty good at fasting, but I'm drinking a lot of chai uh, in the morning. That's very heavily milk-based. So I'm sort of breaking my fast uh, and um, you know just bringing a bunch of bad stuff into me right in the morning. So I got to stop that. I've got to stop eating after 8 p.m. and then I've got to drink four liters of water per day. All of those are, uh, you know, important sort of implementation layers for me to achieve that goal. Now, in this regard, um, I've got... Uh, a blocker here, which is this continued food and sugar addiction. Uh, and I'm fighting it. I'm fighting hard uh, on it. And I'm also an emotional eater. I lack inhibition when I'm traveling and at events and I need to get over that. And so, um, you know, uh, this is a super difficult thing that I've struggled with for many, many years. And I'm trying to figure that out. And I think there's actually maybe some, some mental work or some therapy work that needs to go into that to make it um, successful. So I'm spending some time on that in 2023 and hopefully I can come back with some of these goals achieved and you'll be seeing a better looking, healthier version of myself. That's the ideal in the end is better healthy, health-wise, better well-being. I didn't touch enough on some of the spiritual layers of elements that I want to accomplish in 2023 in this, but I think that's an important one. I need to crystallize some of those goals. Some of those are set up for 2024, but you need to just can't just have a year without any spiritual work, uh, any healing work. So um, I will be working on that. And so I was thinking maybe I should break this into um, uh, two videos. Um, so I'm going to actually end this uh, here and I'm going to do personal goals um, for 2023. I'm going to stop recording and I'm going to fire this up. And so if you're interested in professional goals that we have that I have here at Speak AI and you're interested more in that layer, um, I'll have a video and I'll break those two uh, apart so you can check that out. This was sort of my personal uh, goal. Um, Layer, uh, I hope that you got some sort of insights out it. I do have some super interesting, I'll jump forward and just sort of close this out with some fun time, which I think is um, 
these are goals that I said without failure, fear of failure or embarrassment. And um, I think while these goals above that I've shared with you, especially on that personal layer, are real goals, there's sort of this realism layer, there's this practicality, there's fear of being overambitious and the shame of sort of stating these unrealistic goals, especially within this timeline, um, are all sort of prevalent. And so I want to share a couple of goals that I you know, truly have that you know, are scary to share, um, but that um, I think are, are true, they're honest. And so one is to pay off my mortgage. And I believe that's a version of financial freedom and paying off a mortgage is a big version of that. And that's a significant task that I have to do. And, you know, along with that goes, and, uh, you know, it feels weird to be so materialistic in this regards of making a million dollars personally in a year, but um, money is time, time is freedom. The idea of being a millionaire is a, is a valuable goal sort of instilled from the time, you know, we're young and growing up. I have things that conflict with what it takes to accomplish this, but overall, it's still a goal that I have, and it allows me to accomplish these other things that are part of my life. Um, I also said I want to get 1 million subscribers on YouTube, and uh, I think that I have this core belief in YouTube. I think it's a you know powerful thing. There is this vanity metric to it, but I think it shows that I'm actually capable of creating something valuable in this world, and um, that there's a meaningful audience who likes that content, and at the core, they like me. And if you're watching this video right now, you've stuck with me for 24 minutes of personal goal setting, then um, I that means a lot to me, truly, truly, truly does. And and then lastly, on that big one, and I probably have so many of these dream, stretch, vision goals, whatever they are, but it's to travel to three countries in 2023. So 2022, the travel bug got me, got delayed, you know, before the pandemic, it never uh, sort of really, you know, these goals that I had around travel never crystallized. Before that, I was in a basement, heads down, not really doing anything. And uh, this year in 2022, I was able to do Burning Man. I was going to go to Portugal for Web Summit, Oakland and San Francisco for FounderCon. In 2023, I'm going to India, and there's a other few trips that I hope may emerge. So I'm really focusing on not trying to be overwhelmed when it comes to travel and just understanding that, you know, enjoying the experience, not worrying about like losing productivity and that these are important moments in life are, you know, um, are, are, are realizations that I'm continuing to try to build and instill in me. And I think are very important to uh, a life full of success and lack of regret when you finally move on from this world. So these were my personal goals for um, 2020. Three. Uh, I hope you got some insight and hopefully, you know, some uh, things around sort of the uh, challenges of sharing goals publicly, the ideas of manifestation, the uh, opportunity to build implementation in and not just having the goals and then even maybe identifying blockers that will emerge. And uh, I look forward to sharing a video for you on professional goals in 2023. Thank you so much for checking this out. I hope you have a wonderful end of 2022 and an amazing, amazing 2023. Bye-bye.